stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Andy Yates. We're going to be talking about hypnosis. Um, that came out of last week's show, and we had such wonderful conversations about it during the breaks. So we thought we could share it with you today. Wonderful, wonderful weather in Scottsdale, Arizona today. When I woke up this morning, there was rain just drizzling, sprinkling down. I went outside in the wonderful, cool air and let it rain on me for a little while. It just it felt wonderful. Um, I didn't want to be watered to grow or anything. I just wanted to feel how wonderful it felt. Uh, just delightful. I want to point out that the Diamondbacks are really in the running, and we're all extremely proud of them and looking for them to get in the playoffs, uh, in the finals, in the World Series. Wouldn't it be wonderful if they won the World Series again? I remember the excitement of the first time. We love our Diamondbacks, and, uh, you know, what, what do you say? Go, go, Diamondbacks. Ah, yeah. Back in the 90s, I had this awful thing called chronic fatigue syndrome. Back in those days, it was a very controversial thing to say you had. Some people said it wasn't real. Doctors said it wasn't real. Some still feel that way. To me, it was very, very real. I was in extremely sick. Uh, my doctor did acknowledge it. She diagnosed it, but basically said there wasn't anything we could do about it, and if I got well, I'd have to do it on my own because there was no treatment. She told me to go home and rest, and if I got well, great. If I didn't, I'd just have to deal with it. I thought that was an interesting thing to to hear from my doctor, but that's how it went. I didn't quite know what to do, but something told me that I had to do the work with my mind. At that time, there was a, a bookstore in South Scottsdale called the Talking Bookstore, CDs weren't out yet. DVDs uh, were on V. Uh, there were no DVDs. We had VHS tapes and audio tapes. 
I went down any time I felt good enough to get in the car and thought I could make it. And I drove down the street watching the yellow line, so I stayed in the right place. It was just dreadful. But I stocked up on anything to do with the mind, with healing, with meditation, and I listened to them continuously. My mind really wasn't able to put thoughts together. I couldn't read and make any sense of it. But somehow I thought if I heard this over and over, something would happen. And so I listened to it all the time. I was in bed for three months. At the end of three months, much to my doctor's surprise, I went back to work. I owned my own company then. I went back part-time. And in a few weeks, I was there full-time. It took me a long time to get really over it. But I did get back to work earlier than most people. My body was totally out of whack. I went from a size 6 when it started to a size 18 in three months, and nothing would change that. I fought the weight for a long time and, and didn't really know what to do with it. I still have trouble with it. I still have to be very, very careful, and I gain weight extremely easily. But then I just, I really just, I had to do something about it, and the only thing I had not tried was hypnosis. There was a, a hypnotherapy clinic in town that had a full-page ad in the newspaper advertising their results for weight loss using hypnosis. And I said, okay, I will do that. I made an appointment. I was terrified. I didn't know what to expect. I totally understood and subscribed to the power of the mind. And I knew that it had something to do with healing. But I didn't know exactly what this hypnosis thing was going to do. And I had seen some stage hypnotists and I wasn't liking what they did but I knew I had to do it it was my only hope I loved it I absolutely loved it and I lost 40 pounds pretty fast uh, it was really one of the most delightful experiences of my life I became good friends with the the therapist and his secretary and after that, after I sold my company, I went down to office with them to do their seminars and workshops. Soon they convinced me that I needed to learn to do therapy, and I was mentored by this wonderful hypnotherapist who took me through the whole thing. When I finished, I started doing therapy six, seven, eight clients a day, which is really a lot to start off with. And the more work I did with it, the more I believed in it, the more I loved it. I guess you'd say I'm a hypnotherapy junkie uh, at this point. I love self-hypnosis. I love having anybody work with me. I love working with clients. So any way you slice it, I like it. Um, so with that said, today, guess what? We're going to talk about hypnosis. Dr. Andy Yates is on the line with me, and we're going to just have a conversation about hypnosis. If you want to call in, you're certainly welcome to do so. And that number is 866-613-1612. This is your chance to ask any questions. Andy, welcome to the show. We're just going to talk today. It's going to be great. Now, I told my story. I'd love to hear your story about how you got involved in hypnosis and hypnotherapy because I know you were working as a, a, in IT at the time that you went to school and, and got your certification and then went on to get your Ph.D. Tell us about that. Right. Well, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, 
I'd sort of made the move somewhat from being a military engineer and then an IT sort of expert, if you like, to becoming someone who's a bit more interested in the sort of the healing arts side of the world. And that's what we talked about last week. Um, But um, really, it was just one of those opportunities that you're presented with that you, you can take it or leave it. And what basically happened is, is um, when we moved to the United States, because obviously at the time we were immigrants, we were aliens, and um, I had, a, green, I had a, a work visa, my wife didn't, so she went to school and did a couple of degrees and things like this, mainly based on healing arts, transpersonal psychology, that kind of thing. Part of the course she did was a whole sort of 100-hour section on uh, hypnotherapy. Now, uh, she had to have a, a, t- a tiny sort of uh, medical procedure, which involved an anesthetic, and couldn't drive, and she wanted to go to class that evening. So I drove her to class, and uh, then she asked the, the lecturer or the teacher or whatever and said, uh, is it all right if my husband just comes in and sits at the back rather than sitting outside in a car, which I did. And I sat for this four hours of lessons and just became almost entranced myself how fascinating hip, uh, hypnotherapy, hypnosis was. And really, that was it. That's, that's what happened. And then I, we, well, we managed to persuade, this was like uh, part two of a three-part course, managed to persuade the, uh, the, the, the school and the teacher to take me on in part two. So I continued, did part two, did part three, um, graduated with that, and then I had to go back again to do part one to fulfill the requirements for the certification. And then that was that. So, of uh, course, the cool bit about that was was when I was doing part one, I was, uh, I'd already done all the advanced stuff, so I was like the, the top of the class kind of thing. You but, um, should have been. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but, um, but, yeah, it was great. And then, and then uh, you, you take it from there. I mean, I was still working with a, with a very kind of intensive uh, job that I had, so I didn't get that much opportunity at that time to work with it. But I just got fascinated with it, and that fascination grew and grew, and I wanted to know more about it and perhaps use it more and more. And then we started going off to um, uh, the sort of seminars and things that they would do uh, in California from the sort of the the certification authority would do, and then go into their yearly week or more of of, uh, courses and classes and so on and so on, and eventually... Because of, uh, you know, degrees I already had and the fact that I'm a qualified teacher and so on and so forth, I, I managed to make it onto the, uh, the doctoral program. And I went through the doctoral program and then um, sort of, I guess, about six years after I started all of this, I ended up with a PhD. So that's See, I think that's, that's what there aren't a lot of people who have a PhD in hypnotherapy and... Uh, no, it's it's wonderful that that's available. I, I'm a little skeptical of some of our programs for hypnotherapy, especially those that you can learn to do hypnotherapy in a couple of weekends. Oh, I, I totally agree. Absolutely. You know, hypnosis is easy. There's no big deal to doing hypnosis, but it's what you do when the person is in hypnosis that makes the difference. And well, some think, people come from being a, a painter during the week to being a hypnotherapist during the weekend, and that's a little scary to me. Well, no offense to painters. 
<laughs> no offense um, to painters, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you're absolutely right. And I see some of these classes that will offer a certification in hypnotherapy after 18 hours. And I mean, certification in hypnotherapy doesn't really mean anything. Uh, but um, I mean, there is a code of practice, uh, sort of a rules of ethics, that kind of thing. But really, it's 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 not really backed by anything. You just pay a due every year. Hey, you do. But the fact is that, um, of course, hypnotherapy doesn't require a license, and therefore it's not controlled in any way by the state or, or by an accrediting agency, which is all a big money circle anyway. Right. The, so association used, the association used to have an exam, but they don't even do that now. Mm. I mean, and there's quite a few organizations, and there are some very reputable and very professional organizations that... Uh, sort of uh, the, the kind of organize and administer hypnotherapists, which are very good. But then there are also a whole bunch that really are just grinding out cookie-cutter hypnotherapists as fast as they can. And you'll exactly. see this. This was quite, uh, when I did my hypnotherapy, this was quite the trend. Hypnotherapy oh, it was. was. The trend. And schools were just churning them out. It, 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 it uh, you know, nobody failed. Oh, no, nobody ever failed. If you could get somebody in hypnosis, there you went. Exactly. And some of those people, it's like 18 hours of training, and then they could put a open up a a little therapy room or whatever and say, I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and they've had 18 hours of training. And none of that training, and here's the point, none of that training was with the general public. It was all with their their fellow students. Exactly. They never actually worked with someone. And what I really liked about my course, which I said was 100 hours, and um, at the end of that, we did a whole clinic. And um, you basically worked with whoever walked through the door. And And that's how it should be. Well, that's how it's going to be, isn't it? It has to be. When you get into practice, that's what you have to do. Whoever works through the door. And you, you have to also have a bit of discernment and say, you know, I can't work with you because you've got issues going on that are way beyond exactly. you know, what we're working at here. And I think that's important. You know, when um, I was mentored, we went over almost every word I said you know, during the session. And you know, then I would, you know, we, he would give me suggestions on how I could do it the next time or where I did well or where I didn't do so well. And it was an, you know, that went on for months and months and was an amazing learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds great. And, and, and if, if we could guarantee that kind of training and that kind of um, level, then I think that would be uh, much better. But without, unfortunately, because I don't like the accrediting system and I don't like the licensing system. It, as I said, it just seems to be a circle of people passing dollars to each other. And I totally agree with you. But the one thing it does provide is some form of control. And it does mean at least that somebody has to attend sort of, you know, um, acceptable training, and at least they've had that. And they've met some basic minimum requirements at least. Agreed. And I think that it's a big issue because if that actually happened, then I think that people like the healthcare insurance industry would probably jump on that straight away because here's an opportunity for them to make some money. And, but, but because there's no control on it now, they, they just can't do that because, you know, how do they know that someone they've got has had 18 hours of training or just read a book? They don't. Um, 
And, you know, Andy, with that thought, it's time for us to take our first break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Andy Yates saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more about hypnosis. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Are you looking to improve your personal or professional branding? What about your business? We've got a program that will help streamline your image management. Tune in to Marketing Matters, hosted by Yasmeen Anderson-Smith. Your business and public image is important to your customers' perceptions. And in this day and age, how you market yourself or your company can make the difference between running a successful business and shutting it down. Marketing Matters can be heard every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Andy Yates. We're talking about hypnosis. We've been talking a little bit just sort of off the cuff about preparation that hypnotherapists get. Andy has a new book out called Seeing is Believing. And if you're interested in the subject, I really urge you to get this book. He has one of the best descriptions of hypnosis I've ever read. Why don't you share that with us, Andy, your formula that you um, wrote in your book. It's really wonderful. Well, thank you, and I, I really can't take much credit for it because I've got it from so many sort of master teachers, um, all the big guys, the Elmans, the Ericsons, the, uh, you know, the, the Kroger, people like that yeah. who've, who've done all the work. But um, the thing was, when I looked at this, I, I, I thought, well, <laughs> there is no single agreed definition of hypnosis. Uh, there just isn't one. I mean, people, they mention uh, in my book, I selected, I think, uh, half a dozen of them. It's willingness to be open to ideas and their action, intensified attention and receptiveness, selective hypersuggestivity, conditioning by repetition of stimuli, an altered state of consciousness, heightened susceptibility suggestions, and all of those are true. All of those are absolutely true, but none of them are complete definitions. So I think it's hard to uh, define that, but for the purpose of uh, using hypnosis or whatever, 
what you need to have, and I think this is the definition you, you need, you need to have a positive intention and an expectation. You need to have belief in this achievement. And then you need to have full emotional involvement. And this fits with, with everything we hear, all the modern day things. We talked a little bit about this last week, about movies like The Secret and, um, uh, and Down the Rabbit Hole and What the Bleep and stuff like that. That's the, what they're talking about. This idea of this expectation, this belief in it, and then the emotional involvement, which is like the fuel, the gasoline that drives the engine that makes all this happen. And uh, that, I've always felt, was um, for hypnosis with a, with a hypnotherapist. That's the kind of thing. But, of course, as we discussed last week, hypnosis is nothing more than deep relaxation. Um, exactly. We, yeah, we're in hypnosis every day. I mean, and, and, and I did a little example last week, and another example I might mention is that um, just daydreaming. You can allow your mind to travel anywhere on the planet or actually anywhere in the universe. You can imagine your vacation that you had three months ago. You know, you're at work, you sat at your desk in front of your computer or your caps and lathe or your, your, your pipes and your plumbing work or whatever it is. And you can just allow your mind to go back to that Caribbean beach or whatever it was and you're lying there under the sun and feeling the warmth of the sun and just feeling happy and contented. And that's hypnosis right there. That really is because it's yeah. a natural process of the mind. Another one is the when you're driving the car, and mm-hmm. you're so often thought that you miss your you miss your exit, or you don't quite know where you are. <laughs> You've been in hypnosis, you know. Or yeah, I, find, I find the interesting part of that is then to ask the question because that's a great example, and and then ask the question. So who or what was driving the car? Well, I. It's the subconscious mind is driving the car. Of course. Yeah, and, and dri- it's point. a better driver. Yeah, yeah, that's the point, because the subconscious mind has stored everything that's necessary for just routine driving of the car, for the movement of the pedals and just moving back and forth to the steering wheel, keeping within your lane and so on. And then when something happens, brake lights go on on the car ahead, conscious mind snaps back into place and then starts to analyze what's happening and then and sometimes, refers, yeah, and then refers back and forth to the uh, subconscious mind to uh, kind of analyze and look in memory to see what it is that's happening. Have we seen this happen before? What is a suggested action? Things like this. Well, obviously, it's put on the brakes. Um, and um, I've actually, what I've done in the book, which I've, I've you know, because uh, 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 you know, a book's a fixed piece of text. What I've put in there is quite a lot of dialogue between maybe a client and a therapist, or between, in this case, the conscious and the subconscious mind. Now, these are kind of hypothetical, but these are the kind of conversations that go on where the conscious is saying to the subconscious mind, you know, there's the brake lights on the car in front. What does that mean, subconscious? Subconscious goes back to the memory, looks in the memory, says, oh, that means the brakes are going on. And then, uh, and therefore, the car will slow down. And, and then the conscious says, well, if the car's slowing down, I analyze that if we don't slow down, we're going to hit it. And, and it's that sort of interchange. And when you explain that to people, and you say, no, you're doing this all the time. That's all it is. When people talk about this scary thing, altered states of consciousness, and they're thinking of, you know, the Maharishi Yogi and Transcendental. And it's like, no, 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 you don't even need to go there, although that's part of it. Um, you don't even need to go there. This is what you do every day. 
when you're you know, a couple about things come to my mind as you're saying this. One, a lot of times, and, and most of us do what we call a pre-talk, and we, especially in the first session, explain to our client what's, what's going to happen, how hypnosis works as well as we can explain it, and what they'll f how it will feel to them. And I'll say, you're not going to feel any different. There are a few things that you'll notice. You know, for instance, sounds may sound louder because you're more sensitive, you know, and those kind of things. And, and when you bring them out, they'll say, wow, I didn't feel any different. <laughs> you, you spend all that time. No, you don't feel different. And the other thing is, you know, if people need to have their intention set and a belief in the process, then it's hard for me to imagine why people think they're going to do things they don't want to do. Well, right, because all you're doing is you're act, you know, you're, they, it's not, it's not the hypnotherapist, they are opening up their own subconscious. So their moral values, ethics, uh, rules of behavior, and so on are still there. They don't change. You, it, this, and of course, oh, bless Hollywood. Right, because you know a side of what I do is is, is acting, but the, the fact is that um, you know Hollywood has done so much damage to hypnosis and hypnotherapy over the years. You mean I won't go out and murder your enemy? Exactly, exactly. Unless you're somebody who, who's okay with going out and murdering people, you know. Um, but the fact is, if 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 you would not do that, then you simply won't, because it's your mind. It's it's your mind. It's not. It, you know, I I often do a little, a couple of little things. One one thing I've done is, and and I think I've borrowed this from someone like uh, Krasner, or, or someone like that, one of the greats. And um, and 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 you're working with a, you know, doing that introduction talk, and then you say, okay, this is what you wanted to do. You're a client. I'm a hypnotherapist. Now go over to the corner of the room, stand on your head, and they just look at you. And you say. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't do it, did you? And I said, that's because I have no control over you whatsoever. Your mind rejected that suggestion. Think about that. And it's going to reject suggestions if, if I were to inappropriately make them, and I won't. But if I did, you'd just throw them out. You wouldn't exactly. even bother with them. You know, I'll even tell my clients, if they're really skeptical, I'll say, look, if I see anything you don't like, you can tell me right in the middle of the session that you don't like it because you're totally in control and you can talk to me. Mm. Oh, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't know I could still talk. We have a lot of dialogue in my sessions, but, you know, in the beginning, they just don't quite understand that, you know, they can say, I don't like that. If they don't like it, they're not going to accept it at all. But they can even tell me, don't go there. Right, yeah. I mean, it, I, one of the other things I say is, you know, you don't, you don't lose the, your, your faculties. You don't lose function. Admittedly, if you go uh, into a very, very deeply relaxed state, um, you will uh, find it more of an effort to talk because basically what you're trying to do is raise your... Uh, you, you, this relaxed state up to a, a higher level so that you can access your voice. But um, even then, you can still, you know, you don't, you don't go deaf, for example, which is one of the things people no. say. You know, and I say, well, you know, even when you're asleep, you don't go deaf because you hear the alarm clock in the morning. And they go, exactly. oh, yeah, of course I do. And I said, so, and we're not going as deeply and profoundly relaxed as all the way down to sleep. 
No, you, you you can teach them to do that if you need to have some powerful pain control or they need to experience anesthesia in hypnosis instead of with medication. But, you know, that takes a little... Well, it takes a little more time. It takes some experience and expertise on the part of the hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody doesn't know how to get people in anesthesia, but it's an amazing tool. Oh, yeah, it is. It is extraordinary. But again, again, when you understand it, it's not. It's just the power of the mind, which is what we talked about, which is what we said in the first place. This idea of psychosomatic response and psycho meaning the mind and exactly. soma being the body, the mind-body connection. And, the, 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 and again, another one of the greats, I think again it was Krasner, said the body is a robot controlled by the mind. And everything the body experiences, including pain, is controlled by the mind. Because it's the messages that come from the area that hurts that go back up to the mind and then are experienced as pain. So you can change that. I've not had much experience with pain relief. One thing I have had quite a bit of experience is with um, tinnitus. Yes. Because I actually had tinnitus, and I have cured myself completely of tinnitus. Oh, and that's a hard one. You know, when you have it, you think it's very difficult to deal with. Mm, well, it, it, I'm not but it's easy. an easy one to work with in hypnosis. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, hypnosis and concentration and the implanting of suggestions into the mind that overcome this, the, this, this sound. In my case, it was a, a high-pitched sound, like an electronic whistle almost, um, the kind of thing you get out of an oscilloscope, uh, in, in my right ear. And it was very loud and uh, very distracting and very hard to hear. And um, I just learned a little technique now, and I don't have to relax or sit cross-legged or anything now. I just repeat a a little phrase over and over and over in my mind, and it just goes away. Fantastic. Within seconds. And and it's, I still, uh, which, what I mean is it's still there, but I have it under control. Under control. Andy, it's time for us to go to break again. So we're going to talk more about hypnosis when we come back. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest, Dr. Andy Yates, talking about hypnosis. Stay tuned. We'll come back with more in just a few minutes. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness is delighted to finally have the opportunity to fulfill the requests of our many guests and listeners to extend the Mind, Brain, and Body experience to a second hour. Tune in for The Lyceum, Critiques of Ancient and Modern Understanding with Dr. Michael Kell. 
The purpose of this show is to explore and expand upon mankind's continual efforts to explain why we exist. Join us each week as we continue our fireside chats with some of the most remarkable thinkers living today. The Lyceum airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Andy Yates. We're talking about hypnosis. Um, one of the, you know, one of, two of the things, I guess, they're habits, actually, but two things that most people understand are really helped by using hypnosis, hypnotherapy, are smoking and weight loss. In fact, lo- they have large groups of people come together to quit smoking, um, sometimes they do that with weight loss as well. And it's very effective. Um, a lot of people have stopped smoking in one session and never have smoked again. Um, but there are a lot of other uses for hypnosis, and it's a, a very powerful tool. We hit a moment ago on using it as anesthesia. A lot of women have their babies using hypnosis now. And it's really catching on more and more. But, Andy, what are some of the things that you've seen it used for that you consider it just just an amazing, wonderful tool? Well, um, you, you mentioned having babies. I mean, I haven't actually done that. but uh, <laughs> I um, would think not. Right. But, um, and I'm talking about being a hypnotherapist in support of that or some kind of doula service. But um, I know my, my wife has done that very successfully. And, and in one case, um, she created a set of tapes or whatever and for that self-hypnosis, for that maintenance of hypnosis, and she was there with the lady, and she actually went through a cesarean with no anesthetic. See, that, I, I love that. And, and the and baby that, is born relaxed, and the mother is relaxed. and Yeah, everything was just, just really good, and it was some, I don't know, I think it was the position the baby was in that, that meant they had to have a cesarean. But it's because she was so deeply relaxed, and there was an anesthetist on hand, monitoring everything like this and ready to apply some kind of an epidural or whatever. But it never happened. Didn't, Didn't have, to happen. have to. When they have it, when they when it's not a C-section and the woman is in labor, she's so much more relaxed that she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have those intense pains, and the baby isn't, you know smashed i mean they they really are they're squeezed because the mother is so tense and when they use hypnosis the baby and the mother are both relaxed and the labor is reduced in time and effort and you know it's really quite a lovely experience i i didn't have my children that way i didn't know about it then if i could do it over again i certainly would use it Mm, i think a better experience and uh because some people do have experiences that come all the way from birth. That's a fantastic segue. Clyde, I had just recently, um, I was actually using our process, which we call biointegration, 
which is basically um, because uh, how do I put this? I have I, I've been trained in so many different areas. I have so many skills that I can apply that now this biointegration, we can basically go in with a full set of holistic skills, that is mind, body, and energy, and use them. Um, in any way that's necessary for the client and also change the process as we go through the process. Now with this particular client, I know there's a full massage involved and there was a lot of energy issues that we dealt with as well. But at one point where I was applying triggering techniques, and what triggering techniques are in a simplistic form is you, uh, you, you put pressure onto the origin and the insertion of the muscle and then that allows the muscle to relax to a longer state, and then um, that resolves physical and energetic issues. But anyway, I'm holding this particular place like this, and then she said suddenly that this, and I, I don't want to talk too specifically, because this was a recent client, but um, she suddenly came up with this uh, birth, her birth-related incident, um, and uh, thoughts of her mother and so on like this, and then and then I just asked the question, how does that make you feel? And she just went into a total emotional release. Ah. Rather wonderful. Because to me, as a therapist, I think to myself, well, now all that energy and all that emotion and all that negativity has been stored in her. And I don't know how old she was, probably um, at least mid-30s. And... Uh, all that came out, and what a wonderful thing that was. And that's not saying that's what you generally do in hypnosis, but it just just show how hypnosis is a real practical thing. You don't have to sit down in a big comfy chair and you know and have music in the background and go into that relaxed state. Hypnosis is also available in other ways. But it actually is, yeah, and it does some phenomenal things. I'm thinking of a client that I saw quite some time ago who was a stutterer. I mean, he really stuttered, and he wanted to be able to do public speaking. He was a teacher. He could teach, but he got so nervous when he wanted to speak that he went into his stuttering. Well, it took several sessions, and, you know, we... We look for what we call the, the initial sensitizing event. What happened that started it? Because he wasn't born a stutterer. He wasn't stuttering when he first started. And I found several things, but it, nothing changed. And then I took him back. We did a little regression. And I said, go back to when this first started. And he was in a department store. He's five years old. The, they had, there were five children in the family. He was a middle and the kids were just having this wonderful time. I can't imagine taking five little tiny ones to a department store. The mother was very brave. Um, and they were hiding. They were playing hide-and-go-seek in the clothes racks. And the mother had had it. And she, he was the first one that she came to. She grabbed him by the arm, put him in a place, and said, You stand there, and don't you speak again until I tell you that you can. She rounded up the other four, bought her stuff, and they went home. But she never gave him permission to speak. And he started stuttering from that time. As soon as we found out what it was, he gave himself permission to speak, and he was fine. Which just, you know, it still always amazes me. It's so wonderful to see when something like that takes place. 
Well, yeah, and it, and it's funny that the principle that actually caused the problem in the first place is the same principle that allows a therapist or a self-healer to be able to resolve the issue because it's the same thing. You've it's got the same a powerful thing. emotion connected to a very powerful suggestion, and particularly where it comes from someone who's important in your life, like a parent. Like exactly. And then suddenly that drives that in, and it's, it's what um, Kroger used to call uh, one-stop learning, or maybe some, something like that anyway. And uh, it, it, was, it was really one shot, and it just bang it in, and it goes right down deep into the subconscious and stays there. And yep. this is a kid memory. I, I got an, an example, I, I, a client who was having a problem with his boss. He came to me for stress. And it was stress-related to work, and eventually we worked out that it was related to his boss. He had a new boss, had been there a couple of months, a big, hairy man. And um, again, through regression therapy, using hypnosis, uh, went back in time, 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 time. And there were a few incidents where hairy men or some kind of a, uh, that similar situation had occurred. But eventually we got back to a time when he was five or six years old, waiting at home for his dad to come home. And when his dad came home, he usually ran to his dad and gave him a big hug. And he heard the door open, and he ran to the door, and there's a big, hairy stranger standing there who picked him up and hugged him, terrified him. He screamed and bawled like this, and then he, the, the guy put the kid down, and the kid ran to his mom, and then the mom and this guy just laughed, and, and it just drove it deep, deep within him. And it was his uncle. His uncle John, who he'd never met before, who was the nicest man, but uh, and that drove it into his mind. Well, then of course he um, this stuck with him, and then it was compounded. Uh, I know he mentioned at high school there was a kid at high school. It's like you you look around the class of high school, and there's these thirteen year old kids with their kind of fairly fresh faces, faces, and then there's one kid who's got a beard because for some reason he's become hirsute very quickly because yeah. of his genes or whatever. And this kid was a bully and used to bully kids by rubbing his beard all over their faces and stuff like this. And, of course, that compounded it, compounded it, compounded it, and that was the issue with his boss. And when you then take the adult mind back and allow it to look at the childhood memory that's there, the adult mind says, well, that's silly. Why should yeah. I do this? And I know Uncle John. He was always nice, always bought us presents. And then you roll it forward back through time, deal with the high school incident, whatever, and then come up to, uh, and, and then, the, you know, I did get feedback from that guy, which you often don't, don't get because people come to a hypnotherapist, they have their problem resolved, and they just, you never see them again. Exactly. But, but he, uh, he did come back and said, it's just totally different, totally different attitude. He gets on great with his boss. He, he's happy to work with, closely with him and everything like this, and all those stress issues then, just went away. And, so uh, mind, and that's that same thing. The mind is so incredibly powerful. And we're understanding a little more about that now that people are talking so much about quantum physics and how our thoughts affect matter and you know how they cha- make, can bring about changes. So hypnosis is such a, a perfect natural kind of way to work with these thoughts and get them channeled in a way that's you know that helps you with the healing or helps you with the relaxing in a in a stress state or or whatever it is you need to deal with yeah you know, it's um 
it's interesting to see that we're understanding more and more about the power of the mind and, and what thoughts do to create. Mm. And I think you mentioned, well, we, I, we may have been talking in the break about this, that, that there are certain areas that people immediately think hypnosis is good for, weight loss, smoking, that kind of thing. But when you look at the type of condition that that is, that someone might have this habit that's embedded and held in place by a belief, that's where hypnosis is very good because it allows you to go back and access that and find out what was, as you mentioned, the sort of uh, sensitizing event. Uh, yeah. And perhaps there may even be a secondary activating event that actually causes that to come in a process and then this habit is picked up. But it's a, it's a similar thing, it, it, you know, smoking, weight loss, uh, gambling, um, drinking, other things like this are embedded in the mind and, and people perhaps don't even know they're there. Why do I do this, you know? Um, why do I have to eat like this? I, I mean, I've, I've known people who had to eat. There's one particular guy I'm thinking of who had to eat. All he ever ate was, was uh, McDonald's, Big Mac and Ooh. <laughs> he was enormous. He'd already lost several of his toes through gangrene because his blood flow was just all messed up. He, the guy was going to die. And he was, and he was a middle-aged man. He's like the mid-30s, something like this. Nice, nice man. But, oh, he was just stuck in this thing. And it all came down to an incident where, again, he was in this highly emotionally charged state. And he found that he got tremendous relief and emotional support by going to McDonald's and sitting down and tucking into a big old burger and fries and all this. And it stuck. And then it became compounded over time. Every time something went wrong, that's what he'd do. And he ended up, that's all he ate. And, and lots of them. You know, and lots of them. Yeah. We're, we're going to take another break now, Andy. When we come back, we're going to wind this show up. It's gone much too fast. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Andy Yates, talking about hypnosis. We'll talk more about it when we come back in just a few minutes. Your favorite World Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To succeed in life today, you have to respond well to change and be willing to take chances. On Star Style, Be the Star You Are, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan and her sidekick, daughter Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations with live interviews with trailblazers, authors, and experts. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on the Power Hour, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Variety. For positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio, it's Star Style. Be the star you are. Never say never. Live your dream. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world 
comes to talk. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Andy Yates. We're talking about hypnosis today. And before we really get into the last segment of our show, I want Andy to tell us how to reach him. He has uh, a practice called Trefoil Therapies. He's located in Scottsdale. Andy, tell us where your office is and how they would reach you, how they find you on the net. Well, we're actually uh, based out of the Orange Tree Golf Resort. Um, and um, But we have... Uh, you know, our own website and, and things like this. The website is trefoiltherapies.com. It's T-R-E-F-O-I-L-T-H-E-R-A-P-I-E-S, Trefoil Therapies. And um, if there's any problem with any of that, just put my name, Dr. Andy Yates, into Google, and it'll come up at the top. And it will. During the yes. break, we were talking a little bit about... Um past life regression i didn't particularly know where my stand was on past lives when i started and one day i was working with a lady who had a lot of weight to lose and she had a lot of issues and uh, i said to her go back to the time when this first started and we ended up in ancient greece which was a total surprise to me because i hadn't experienced it before fortunately i knew what to do and down the line it happened again and i thought i better learn how to do this and uh, really enjoy doing it now andy i assume you've had experiences as well with past lives yes just and just the same i i i do i have done workshops on what i call past life journey which is where people want to explore um, past lives specifically. That's but, fun. Speaking, it comes up as part of therapy, and it just is spontaneous. As you said, go back to a time when, and then suddenly they say, you know, you say, uh, what are you wearing? Well, look around, and this and that. Or they may even say, you know, um, uh, there's a, you're working with a man, and he's, he's dressed as a woman. Yes. And you're like, yeah, okay, so something interesting's going on here. And, and then the theory of this, because if any of your listeners, you, you are listening right now and you're thinking, well, that's all weird stuff, there's there, there various ways of looking at past lives because past lives could simply be the brain. It's a phrase that's used. They call it confabulation. And it's created by the brain either as a therapeutic exercise or just a random firing of neurons and connecting with synapses or whatever. So it, it could be just simply there is a scientific explanation and then the mind interprets it and makes a story out of it. So it could be at that level or it could be past lives. You don't have to believe in reincarnation or whatever to experience past lives. And I've had some people very surprised they find themselves, like you said, in ancient Rome or somewhere like this, and, and, and they just don't believe in stuff like that. So I don't believe exactly. in that. Exactly. Well, you don't have to, because it may, I'm not going to say whether it's real. I have my own beliefs, but they're not, I don't, my beliefs play no part of the therapies I do, because it's all down to the client. And exactly. I did have one client once, and I'll do this very fast. And um, 
he was a very embittered and cynical man. And um, he uh, was very angry as well. And um, we w were doing some hypnosis therapy. And again, one of these spontaneous past lives occurred. And he went back to this life back in, oh, uh, maybe a thousand years ago back. And he was a peasant somewhere in a village. And then some raiders came in and took his wife. And, and then he chased after him. And, and he went through this whole bloody battles with them and stuff like this. And, and, at the e and at the end of this, this was the start of a new life for him. Because he suddenly went up and he goes, now I know why I'm angry all the time. Now I know when, I, when I'm like this. And I've known him since. And he basically has just become the most wonderful, warm, uh, uh, caring person. And um, he, he just is, is just, uh, he's changed his whole life. So there we go. That's, that's, a, that's a good example of that. Well, you know, the subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference between what's real and imagined. And so you can work with imagination and, and bring about some incredible results. And if that's what happens in past life regression, great, as long as it gets you the wonderful results that you want. Exactly. And my, I guess my point is, is you don't, you, clients come to hypnotherapists, you don't have to worry about believing different stuff or anything like this. No. If you come along with an open attitude and you really want to resolve your issues, because this is back to belief, this is back to that intention and that emotional um, um, involvement and commitment. If you really want to deal with your issues, then hypnosis is, is going to be of great help to you in, in pretty much most areas. Um, you know, because most areas, the, by getting the mind uh, healthy, thinking in positive lines, putting you along the right track, the right direction, um, that's going to help you in all areas of health and, and holistic wellness. Absolutely. One of the areas i found that it's really powerful is in the area of cancer treatment. I've worked with several clients now who were uh, experiencing chemotherapy. Now, they, they did lose their hair. There's a strong belief that you're going to lose your hair when you have chemo, but in both cases, I'm working with one right now, the nausea was at a minimum, they felt energetic, um, they did not lose their appetite, and I did one thing that both of them ha have experienced now in reality, I take them through this little um, scene that they're in the exam room and they hear the doctor and the the nurse outside in the hall talking about how well they've done that they're so unusually healthy you know and that they're responding so beautifully to the treatment and they go through how wonderful they're doing and both of them now have heard the doctor and the nurse talking about them out in the hall which i find quite remarkable and interesting but it, it's it's a very powerful tool in cancer treatment. Mm. And, and of course that does bring up a, a slightly darker edge to this is of course when people are under anesthetic or partially in anesthetic they are very suggestible. Yes. And it's very important that the medical staff do not make medical statements. Exactly. That's, that's going to be heard again because even when you're unconscious you do not go deaf. And, and they're beginning to catch that. on to that. You know what? We're right at the end of the show. So what's the parting thoughts about hypnosis that you'd like to leave with the, our listeners, Andy? Well, I, I would say 
there is nothing about hypnosis that you need to be afraid of because you're doing it hundreds, maybe thousands of times every day in your normal life. If you want to have some kind of an issue that's bothering you resolved, then come to uh, hypnosis. Don't be afraid. Come and experience it. Let it be explained. Remember that you are in control. You are paying the money. You are the driver of the whole issue. And there's just nothing to be afraid of. It's been used for thousands of years and provided much, much help over people. Don't believe what you see on the movies. Come and see it. Check it out. Try it out. And, and you know, come to a, a good therapist that's got um, several years of experience. And you can usually find that out by checking them out on the web or whatever. I and, recommend and, uh, that people call three different therapists, at least. At least three. And I give I them a list a of idea. questions. What? Yeah. I think that's a good idea, and, and remember, of course, that probably the best uh, way of selecting a therapist is always by uh, reference from someone else, someone they know, or whatever, someone who said they've had a good experience, or whatever. I totally agree with you. Andy, thank you so much for being with us again today. We may have to do this again. I, I have enjoyed this immensely, and I hope our listeners have profited from learning the real skinny on hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Next week's guest is Julianne Blackmore. She's a, a psychic and a therapist. And we're going to talk about how to be you. Andy, thank you so much. Hey, I appreciate it. It's lovely and it's lovely getting this opportunity to spread the word about this wonderful healing modality. Thank you. This is Irene Conlon saying goodbye for this week from the Self-Improvement Show. Come back again next week when we talk about how to be you. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.